Are you ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Relationships Rule. With me today is Christy Yoder. She is a proud Filipina based in Ohio and is the founder and CEO of Smart VAs and the host of her own podcast, The Master Delegator, where she teaches entrepreneurs and leaders to grow their business by delegating. And first of all, I want to say welcome to the show, Christy. Thank you so much, Janice. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Um, what I love is that Christy and I met on LinkedIn, my favorite place to meet people. And um, we've had a couple of conversations and decided that what she has to offer could be useful to my audience. And I believe it is because I, I vacillate between, you know, jumping into using VAs big time or not and, you know, get afraid of a certain thing. So I want to get into that a little bit. But first of all, I want to ask you, all right, I've read your LinkedIn profile. I've looked at your um, website. You're a pretty educated person and, and you have been in corporate, I think. And then how did you get into doing what you're doing now? I just love to know. Yeah, well, thank you so much um, for that question. I love sharing, you know, how I got to where I am now. Um, so I grew up in the Philippines in 2019. I moved to the States. So I'm pretty fresh and new here in the States. Um, but in 2017, I met the love of my life and he wanted me to move to the States. And during that time, I was employed full time um, at a corporate, you know, um, company. And I thought, I told myself that if I would want to start my own family, I don't want to be that person who would not be able to take care of her family, you know, not being able to cook breakfast or cook dinner, you know, with your husband or with your kids. And so I told myself that in order for me to do that, I need to have more freedom and flexibility in my life. And so at that time, I decided that I'm going to quit my job and start freelancing. And during that time in 2017, I didn't even know that I was a virtual assistant. I thought that I was just offering services to, to businesses online. I thought I was just a freelancer, but I didn't consider myself a virtual assistant. And so I started becoming a virtual assistant. And then when I moved to the States in 2019, I love meeting new people. Just like you, I love building relationships, you know, with people, regardless if they can help me or not. You know, I just love getting to know people. And so just because of my personality, I was able to build my network and because I have a huge amount of connections, you know, on LinkedIn and even on Instagram, I got so stressed and overwhelmed because my current clients back then, they wanted me to take on new projects for them. And my new connections, they wanted me to start working for them. And during that time, I was like, okay, I just moved to the States. You know, I just moved to the States and I didn't really want to reject anybody, you know, I don't want to be rude to them by saying no. And I'm worried. I was like dealing with 
Americans, you know, like people from North America. And I was like, okay, I'm a Filipino. I just moved to the States. I couldn't say no. And so I told myself. <laughs> it's a good yeah, problem to have, right? Yeah, it's a-, a good problem to have. And so I said yes to many of them. I got so stressed and overwhelmed. And then I realized that I shouldn't be doing things alone. And so I started contacting a few of my friends in the Philippines who uh, who were at the time also freelancing. And so I asked for their help. They started working for me part-time. And then when they started working for me, I was like, oh, this is such a good idea. You know, I was kind of like cloning myself and asking people to work on my clients' projects. And and now my job is to just build a relationship with them, right? I don't have to like work on their projects. What I just need to do is nurture my relationship with them and have my my friends who were freelancing continue working on their projects. And so that's when I started to grow my virtual assistant agency. So I was a virtual assistant. I was just solo. And now I have a team of over 70 plus virtual assistants. And I'm no longer the virtual assistant. I'm now acting as CEO of my business. And that is thanks to the relationship that I have built with my connections when I moved to the States. It's fantastic. It really is. You've done a really, really good job. So if I can just dig in a little bit, alluding to what I, I or talking about what I alluded to at the beginning with, um, you know, when someone has never worked with a virtual assistant before and they know that they need to, and quite often it would be a solopreneur or a, you know, a coach, consultant, people who are sort of um, building their reputation and their business Um Uh, by themselves, really, to start with, and then it gets overwhelming, right? So then it becomes, okay, I need to delegate to somebody, but I don't know what to delegate to them. I don't know if I can trust somebody else to do it the way I want it done. And all of those questions that I know uh, come up for people like me. So how do you you, um, ease the way for your clients? How do you guide them to, uh, to making the process easier for them and finding the right fit? with your um, particular VAs that you would assign different things. So Mm -hmm. can you talk to that? Yeah, that is such a good question. And, you know, I think a lot of solopreneurs can relate to this because we fear the unknown and not trying to hire a virtual assistant. That is what's making us fear, uh, fearful. You know, we're like, we're scared of hiring a virtual assistant because we have not hired one. And it's kind of like starting your own business, right? Like it's kind of scary to start your own business because you don't know the the ins and outs of it yet. But once you start, you know, taking the first step, then you're going to realize that, oh, it wasn't really that hard that I, um, it wasn't as hard as I was thinking. Mm -hmm. And so for solopreneurs who are wanting to hire a virtual assistant, but they're kind of afraid because they don't know if they're going to find the right VA for them. They don't know if the VA would be able to give them the results that they want or do the work as exact, exactly as how they would do them. My, uh, my advice is to start, start small. Um, so test the waters first. Um, don't go all out because that's what I did as well at first. You know, I'm a very skeptical person. Okay. You know, I am, I may be, intro, um, I may be uh, very extroverted. I may be good in, you know, talking to people, but I'm very skeptical. You know, um, I trust people, you know, whenever, you know, I get to know them already. But once that trust is ruined, it's 
hard for me to like give that back to that person. So what I did was I started small. Um, so you need to ask yourself, what is that one task that you can hand off to a virtual assistant that is not going to affect you and your business? Okay. Um, like in in a very in a way where you're gonna lose your business or you're gonna right. lose your um motivation to continue working on your business so start small um mm -hmm. that can be uh your administrative task let's say looking up you know for people online that you can get connected with you know mm -hmm. um and second you need to make sure that you have a standard operating procedure in place now i don't really like talking about standard operating procedure you know i don't i don't like it i don't like calling it sop or standard operating procedure because it sounds very corporate -y, you yeah. know but i don't have a name for it yet so let's leave it that way so you need to make sure that you have sops in place so that you know that you set the right standards and that those standards that you have in your business, how you do things in your business, that is how exactly your VA is going to do things for your business as well. So you need to set expectations. And um, oftentimes, you know, I've worked with a lot of um, business owners and oftentimes they didn't realize at first that they need SOPs or they need to instruct their VAs. Hmm. They thought that when they hire a virtual assistant, their virtual assistant is going to just figure it all out. And that's not actually true. You know, if you want to set your business for success, you need to set your virtual assistant up for success as well. And that is by making sure that you have SOPs in place and and making sure that you communicate with them as well. Check in with them, especially for the first three months of your working relationship together. It's important that you check in with them at least once a week. And you're not just going to check in with them because you want to check their work. You're checking in with them to build a relationship as well. You know, you need to give your VA an opportunity to get to know you and your business. And you need to allow yourself to get to know the VA as well, because that's what makes everything work smoothly. Having a relationship with your team member and not just any kind of relationship like a deep personal relationship with your team member right you you raise some good points but it also raised another question for me which is my experience um with the little bit of um work i've had done by other people especially and in fact philippine uh filipinos as well because uh, what i've learned is I have to know that our time frame is completely different. So we have to know when the best time for talking to that person is and then, uh, you know, adjust and, and set that up. But more importantly, um, my experience with any kind of VA has been, I think maybe my expectations um, of a VA perhaps were um, too much in the sense that um, if I want a task done that I don't know how to do properly because I'm not technical or I don't know how that program works, I just know I need to use it to get from point A to point B. I want you to look after that. Um, is, there, is there a fine line between the VA who understands that and can take over and say, well, this is here's what you need. Tell me if this looks right or not. 
or someone who's just waiting for instructions because that wouldn't work in that case. Does yeah, that-, that is that is a good um, question, you know, and that is a very valid concern. And I've experienced that as well. And I realized that there are two different types of virtual assistants. Um, the other one might be actually quite different. They probably shouldn't be considered virtual assistants, you know, because <laughs> they're more specialist, you know, but virtual assistants mainly are implementators. They implement the strategy that you already have. So these are the doers. So is- if you already have a strategy, they will immediately implement those strategy for you. Uh, now, in your case, you said that you didn't know about um you know, some of the technicalities of the task that you delegated to a virtual assistant, then what you need is a VA specialist. You know, mm-hmm. not all virtual assistants are skilled to think the way how um, business owners think, yeah. but there are VA VAs out there who specializes in a specific skill. Let's say social media strategy. Mm-hmm. So if, if let's say, for example, you don't know anything about social media and you want your VA to run it for you, then you need a specialist so mm-hmm. that you can make things happen, so that your specialist can make thing, things happen even without you knowing all about social media. Right. So those are two different um, virtual assistants that uh, you're going to be looking for. You need to know whether you need a specialist or do you need a doer or an implementator. Okay, okay, makes sense. That makes sense. So um, so you do the the uh, the intake, the onboarding, and you match your new client to your um, your uh, the right assistant, the right assistant. yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and we always tell our clients we set expectations at the onset that we're not a marketing agency. You know, based on the experience we've had with so many clients that we've helped we know different strategies, you know, we can only recommend strategies that we have already implemented, but we cannot create a strategy from scratch for our clients because we're not a marketing strategy. So we help them a little bit with, you know, with strategies um, that we think um, are, that we think that's going to work for them. And we also are very proactive when it comes to telling them that, no, this isn't going to work. We've tried this for other clients and we don't think this is going to work for you. Oh, that's good to know. That's really good yeah. to know. So um, let's just broaden the scope here a little bit because I'm fascinated that, you know, you are, and I, I noticed this when I first talked to you um, the very first time we, we met on Zoom is you're very, you're very smart. And I think oh, thank you. You, know, you are, and I, I love that you have, um, you have taken something and created this business for yourself and you've you've been very successful at it and I love that and what would you what would you um attribute your success mostly to wow that is such a good question and I feel like I'm gonna tear up oh no 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 (laughs) you know what if there is one main investment that I have invested in my business that would be two things First, courage and resiliency. No amount of money can help you grow a business if you don't have courage and resiliency. If you are a business owner, you need to have those two. If not, then people are just going to stomp on you. You're not going to be able to make it. You're not going to have a successful business. And I'm glad that I was brought up 
in a way where I'm not fearful of things. You know, I mean, I have, I, I fear a lot of things, but I don't fear too much to the point of not trying them, you know, if that makes sense. So yeah, I'm does. glad, yeah, and I'm glad that my parents were very courageous as well. And they're very, very resilient. You know, I grew up in a third world country. We make do of things that we have. Are your parents still there? My dad is actually visiting the States right now. So he's okay. here at home. Okay. Um, my mom is, is in the Philippines. Okay. Okay. And I, my experience with um, the many Filipinos that I know are they're all hard workers and everybody. Yeah. And, and quite often have um, uh, such a strong sense of family as well. Mm -hmm. So um, all of that builds character. And I love that. So that makes sense that, you know, you know, that you need to work hard and you know, that you need to be strong inside. And even though you're fearful, fear all the fear and do it anyway. Right. Feel yeah, exactly. And yeah. Um, if I may just share for, you know, for a little bit, um, when I moved to the States, you know, when I was the one doing our sales presentation, I was so scared doing it because I was looking at myself as just somebody that have built nothing yet at that time. Right. So right. I was thinking to myself, like, who am I to talk to these people who are successful already? You know, I was I was pitching our sales to pitching sales to CEOs and founders, you know, and I had envisioned CEOs and founders as somebody who wears suit and tie, you know? And so I was yeah, like- the world's changed a lot, right? Yeah, that's true. And with that kind of image in my mind, you know, that created fear in me. And somebody actually asked me, so how did you get over your fear? And I told that person, I actually don't know. I just, I just did it anyway. Yeah. You know, the more you keep on, the more you keep on doing it, the more your fear is going to go away. And you won't, you won't even notice that you're so confident already about the things that you fear the most. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's really good. So on your bio, it says here that you lead more than 70 team members and have served more than 200 businesses in the U.S. together with your team since 2020. You grew your business from zero to now close to seven-figure revenues and desires to help business owners achieve their business goals. That's pretty, um, pretty uh, something to be very proud of. And um, along the way, would, who would you say has influenced you the most? Did you have anyone in your business world that you latched onto as a, you know, as a mentor or was it, what was it? Who was it? So I had tried different mentors and at the moment I have two mentors. Um, and the reason why I have two mentors is because I believe that one person can't really, um, they don't have they don't know everything, you know, yeah. and my, my two mentors, their personality are very different. My other mentor, he's very uh, focused on emotions and my other mentor is very, very focused on logic. Oh. And so I like that I have the two of them because they're, they're able to balance things out. And so, but although they have impacted my life, my business, um, I can say that they're the ones who have a huge impact in my business and this person that impacted my life a lot is somebody that I have not met yet okay. um, his name is John Maxwell um, oh I'm familiar I'm sure you know him yeah, yeah. I binge watch his ah. leadership podcast on YouTube his sermons yes and there was actually I think a couple of months where I was just like every day 
watching his videos on leadership and yeah. his 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 topics are not about how to start a business but his his main goal is to teach a person how to become a good leader because he believes that everything falls and rises on leadership mm-hmm. yeah his 21 laws of leadership mm-hmm. yeah i remember yeah and i actually spoke with someone yesterday who um she she's a john maxwell um coach certified coach and also uh took his disc training um are you familiar with disc yeah personality yeah and she said that uh yeah that he um had his own sort of way of doing that so yeah i mean he's been around for a long time and i can understand where um that would be an interesting and and um educational and and um practical kind of mentor to have so that's Mm -hmm. awesome yeah and um, so as someone who teaches people to delegate, do you delegate? A lot. Do you? There okay. was actually a point where I was like, what am I going to do now? Like, I'm delegating <laughs> you know, um, I delegate, but I always reassess myself. Um, I am such a visionary. I'm a dreamer. When I take a shower, I have a lot of ideas in my mind. When I take a walk for even just for five minutes, I probably have 10 to 20 ideas already. And I I need to delegate because if not, I won't be able to implement those ideas that I have in my mind. And I am a goal-oriented, a goal and result-oriented person as well. If I have an idea, I'm not afraid to like share that with my team members and have them have them do it um so i'm not i'm not really afraid of uh failing um uh unless it's going to take my business down so i take calculated risk and so i delegate but there are also times that um i don't realize that i'm doing too many things already and so i always reassess reevaluate myself every time I don't stop working at 5 p.m. That's when I ask myself, what am I not delegating? Mm-hmm. And okay. And I, I always ask myself that because when I get stressed and overwhelmed already, that's that's a sign that I'm not delegating some of the tasks that I'm not supposed to be doing. Oh, that's a good question to ask oneself, right? Because you like mm-hmm. the idea, you're very um, are you very um um, strict with yourself about your time frames, like work-life balance type of thing? Yeah, sort, sort of. Um, but I know it's going to change once we build our own family. But I always go back to my why. Like, why am I doing this? Why did I start my, my business? And I shared that at the beginning of this you know, episode that the reason why I started my business is because I want to be able to spend time with my loved ones. And if I'm not able to do that, then what's the point of having a business, right? So that's why I always ask myself, why am I not delegating? Mm -hmm. Okay, good point. You got me thinking. You got me thinking. (laughs) I think one of my biggest downfalls is not being consistent with things. And I get sidetracked really easily because I love to learn and I want to hear what someone else has to say. And I find myself going down rabbit holes all the time. And so I need to be more consistent. And I think um, probably having... I don't know. There's a, there's a fine line between having having the support of um, someone to help me, 
or having the responsibility of having that person, because that's what makes it difficult for me sometimes. It's the response, oh my gosh, I've got to get this ready for my right person. And I and sometimes I want them to to push me a little bit. Does that make sense? I think that's it what it makes sense. About. You know what? I'm I'm actually kind of like you too. Like I get easily distracted, but because I have somebody that I trust and she's actually my COO. Um, she is my first full-time hire. Um, and, and she has handled so many roles in the business already. And she is one of the main person that I really, really trust. And she's my right hand person. And I feel like if you have that person, if you have your right hand, not literally your right hand, of course, if you have your right hand. Okay. I'm left-handed. Yeah. yeah, Okay, cool. (laughs) That works. Um, So I think it will make things easier for you because even though you're a business owner, you have to be accountable with somebody as well. Yes. Yes. That's a great point. I love that. That's so cool. Okay. So this is so much fun. And um, so finally, in terms of um, the VA business, what advice would you give to someone who is considering hiring a virtual assistant, but is hesitant or unsure about taking that step? You may have answered this already, but if you want to put it in a in a little tight little package with a bow, you can. Yeah, sure. Um, I love this question so much um, because it, it it gets me thinking and it gets other people thinking as well. You, you know what? If your goal is to grow your business, then you don't have a choice but to delegate. Sooner or later, you're going to delegate. You don't have a choice. So my advice for you is delegate before it's too late. I've met a lot of businesses who have started delegating at the point where their business is already messy. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you can't expect your virtual assistant to fix your mess, you know? Again, your virtual assistant is there to implement your, your, your strategies. Um, and so don't, so delegate before it's too late. But if you are a solopreneur and you don't have the desire to scale your business, then it's okay to do everything your own, you know? Like there are people out there who who are content with just 5K or 10K, you know, months, you know, but there are ambitious entrepreneurs out there like me who are not content with those, you know? Yeah. And so if you're a solopreneur and you're content with what you have right now, you know, um, go for it, you know? Like continue what you're doing right now, you know? Don't you don't have to force yourself to hire a virtual assistant just because I'm telling you to hire a virtual assistant. Yeah. You know, you don't have to copy other people. But if you're an, a, an entrepreneur who's ambitious and you're a dreamer and you really want to grow your, your business, you have to delegate. You know, even, even at home, I delegate. Now, I don't vacuum anymore. I bought a robot to vacuum yes. my house because we have a dog. And that's one way to save time and energy as well. So delegation is very very it's it's inevitable you know especially if you want to have flexibility freedom and peace of mind in your life regardless if it's personal or professional that's a really good point and and I do that with with things at home too so I need to think of it a little bit differently in my business so um so thank you thank you for your information and your you uh and your story because I love that and I'm so glad I met you and uh where can people who are maybe now intrigued and interested, where can they get hold of you and how do they 
how do they even investigate that process with, with uh, your company? Yeah, um, you can find me on my website, kristyoder.com, K-R-I-S-T-Y-Y-O-D-E-R.com. I have free training there on how to hire a virtual assistant. And I also have um, a mini course on how you can delegate effectively to a virtual assistant. And I'm very social. I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn. So feel free to send me a DM if you have any questions. I love getting to know people. So don't be shy if you want to reach out to me. You totally do. I know. I love that. So um, I thank you. Thank you for being here. And uh, I wish you further success in your business. And uh, I think that your, your secret, I think your secret sauce is you. I think it's that personality that, um, and confidence that you exude about being able to help people and know that you believe that, that it will help them and their business. And I think that's, what's going to take you a long way. So I appreciate that. I appreciate you being here. And, uh, for my audience, please remember, um, to check out Christy's website, Christy, I will put it all in the, in the show notes, christyyoder.com. Um, but your company's name is it's not smart virtual assistance. They can find it on my web, website as well. Got it. Okay. And I know that she will be uh, willing to talk to you, whatever happens um, in terms of going forward with a VA or not. So, uh, and remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.